Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I'm so happy to have Brianna Borton on here today. She's a spiritual mentor and business alchemist who I cannot wait to dive into conversation with. Brianna, thank you so much for coming on today, first of all. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Well, I know you have... um, you have a, a interesting background. And I also know like what I said in terms of like your title, I feel like, I mean, that's descriptive, but also not like in terms of like how you actually work with people. So I always like to start by letting, letting you have a chance to just kind of give us your backgrounds. Like what is your business? What do you do today? And also just like lead us up to like how you got started. Yeah. So I would say my background is mostly in health and wellness. I started my entrepreneurial journey as a massage therapist after I had had a, like an incident, I broke my neck and I was really helped by somebody who supported me to feel better through energy work and massage. And so I went into massage um, young, I was 20, I believe when I got my license. And so I started my own little practice. And then I worked at a spot that I was, um, super bossy at, even though it was not my job to be bossy. (laughs) So, uh, I was always telling everyone what they could do better as, um, and I realize now how annoying that is. Actually, I ended up getting fired mostly because of that. (laughs) And, uh, what was that? They were like, get her out of here. I know. I was like, and I was like, why? I have so many good ideas. And now I understand that I was actually pretty annoying. Um, But I decided that I um, would start my own business because that that spa owner then kept saying, if you think you can do it better, Mm -hmm. do it yourself. Oh, I love it. And I, you know, it kind of sounds snarky, but I think she actually really meant it. Like she was a very genuine person. I think she was really like, no, like (laughs) go do it yourself. Like actually. Um, And so I did. And at 23, I opened my first spa in Portland, Oregon. And that, that um, the boss that fired me ended up being a really wonderful client at our spa. So I think she did think I did it better. Oh, that's great. I love that. (laughs) I know it's such a good feeling. Um, And so from there I built my spas and then we, you know, have built everything kind of organically from there, from what people were asking for. So I went to school for Ayurvedic medicine. So we really focused on a lot of different Ayurvedic treatments in our spa. And then we also had a lot of products that we made for the treatments and people really wanted to be able to take them home with them. So it was natural that we started bottling them up and putting labels on them in our little office at the spa. It wasn't like a big deal at first. It was just this little thing we did. Um, and that really grew. And now we have a whole, you know, place where we manufacture all of our apothecary products and we sell them all over the world, which is amazing to me. Wow. And from my, then we moved to Boulder, Colorado from Portland 
and we ended up opening another spa here. And, and then at that point we, I was really kind of working myself out of a real job at the spas and at the apothecary. I, my, I had actually this spa director who I just loved and adored so much. And he came to me and he said, I don't want to be a spa director anymore, which is understandable because it's a pretty hard job. <laughs> it gets like, you get burnt out on it eventually. Um, and he was like, but I really want to work for you and with you. Cause I really in like, I really, this is such a good environment for me mm-hmm. and I would like your job. And I was like, uh, cool. I did not have enough money to pay him what I thought he should be paid to do my job. And he said, I don't, you don't have to pay me anymore. You can pay me what you pay me now and I will do your job. And then you can really do the growth and the visioning for the company more because you won't be so amazing. It was amazing. I Um, feel like we all need a person to say that, but like, that's pretty unusual, right? (laughs) It was really amazing. And he really set my standard for employees very high and still has, he still works with me. Um, we we've been working together now for 12 years. He's so incredible. And wait, can Um, we back up for a minute? You, you mentioned opening another spa when you moved, but you also had said spas plural before, like how many spas were there at this at that point or or are there now whatever so there were two spas in portland when we moved to boulder and so we opened our third spot in boulder now we have two again during covid we actually closed our airport spa we had a spa in portland airport and it was uh obviously covid was not great for travel so and and touching travel and touching were kind of out Um, so Um, yeah, so we ended up closing that location during that time, but at the time we had had two and so we, and now we have two again. So it's pretty, it's still, I'm like, it still works out very well, which is great. And so he, um, he said that, and that really moved me into a position of getting to be in a much more creative place in what I was doing. And, um, I just, my husband and I kept going to every week we would go to this cafe and we would do what I was calling Peter Boot camp. My husband's name is Peter. And, <laughs> and we would go to the cafes and I would sit with him and we would go over like what his goals were for the year and then break down what he needed to do this week in order to get those goals. Mm-hmm. And so I would just help him manage his schedule and really stay focused on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And, Wait, and what is his, like, did he work with you or does he have a totally unrelated job or goal? Uh, like what were his goals related to? Oh yeah. So he actually, we, let me back up. When I opened the first spot, he, I met him at the first spot I ever worked at. So the place where I got fired, we were okay. coworkers. Okay. So that was worth it too. Yeah. In many ways. <laughs> oh, totally. It was such a good deal for me. I got a husband out of it. So many good ideas. So, um, we, then we were boyfriend and girlfriend when I opened the first spa and he really helped me do so much of it. You know, he was there, you know, painting with me and building things with me and like, holding me while I was crying because it was so hard. Um, and he was an acupuncturist and he is an acupuncturist. And so I convinced him to move his, his business into the spot at that time. And I, you know, he had to pay me rent and all the things that we were not in business together, but I wanted him just near. And so that's how it started. And then eventually we got married and 
you know, it didn't make sense for me to split up everything all the time. So I was just like, just have half the business. And then I don't have to do all this math all the time. And if we got divorced, whatever, you would get half the business anyway. So might as well have it now. And then you can also be halfway responsible as well. Mm. Um, and so he, we worked to, we work still together. And so a lot of his goals were around, you know, either growing his patient number, or it would be, he also is a really amazing writer. So it would be about writing a book or sometimes it was about other health things, you know, like exercising or whatever his goals were at the time. And so So you're just helping support him in whatever he was working towards. Yeah. Cause I, he always is like, how you, you just do whatever you want to do. I want that. I was like, yeah, I want that for you too. So we ended up, so we would go to these cafes and have these Peter boot camps and we'd run into friends and they would say, well, well, I want to come. I was like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not doing this for everyone. Uh, but I, we realized at that time, how many people really felt like they couldn't really get their goals. Like they would set goals, but they had a really hard time achieving them. And we decided to create a planner together that really broke down the process of exactly what we were doing Mm -hmm. so that people would be able to do that. And just recognizing how much being able to have dreams and then realize your dreams is really part of whole life wellness, right? We actually need to be able to do that, to feel well in our spirit. And so we added that we, and then we wrote actually several other books as well. We wrote the well life together and got published by Simon and Schuster. And then we wrote a book called rituals for transformation together. So, yeah. And so And then from there, people were like, well, we want it, you know, it's like, here's how to break down all your goals and get them. People would be like, cool, except I need more help than that. So we started to create courses for people online to be able to do a lot of those things. And, and then people would say, well, I want to use the, I want to use the, the planner we created is called the dream book. I would say, I want to use the dream book in my coaching practice or in my therapy practice. I want to like gather a group and I want to be able to lead them through it. And so we decided to make a coaching certification for people. And of course it expanded way beyond just how to use the book because you know, as it does. Mm -hmm. And so we started to train, um, like really soul led coaches. Um, and that has been really fun. So this is kind of how all of the dragon tree got built. And so that's all under that company, the dragon tree. And you still, you still had the spas at the same time, but they were mostly being run by the guy who. Yeah. By Robert. He's the best. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So, and that's still the case. And then eventually I kind of, you know, we, I'm really good at setting up systems and and getting the right people in place. I got the right people in place to kind of support everything there. And then I had space and time a little bit. And I really got the kind of tap by the universe to come back into working with people one-on-one because I was really missing that experience of, oh, like, I'm here with you and we're in it together and I can support you to move forward because I had done coaching and I had done massage and I had done energy work before and moving out of that, I realized I I thought I would really love just managing all the people doing that. Mm -hmm. And the truth is I actually love being with humans. And so I was like, ah, so I got the tap from the universe to go back to doing energy work again. And so I 
reluctantly actually at first, but eventually got on board and decided to start doing energy work with people again. And that was kind of the side thing that I did for a couple of years. Um, I did individual sessions and I also worked with groups. And then in 2020, when our spas all shut down and I was like, well, I, I am the main breadwinner of my family and I needed to figure out some way to like keep us in our home. Mm-hmm. I decided that I would really focus on the, my online, like coaching and energy work practice. And I opened up new groups. I started leading programs and it really deepened and expanded at that point and grew a lot. And now that is actually what I spend the majority of my time doing. And it's so interesting because I have this whole other like very large, like multifaceted business. And I spend most of my time in my mentorship business. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it also sounds like you were just like, as well, as you said, the systems and stuff, it sounds like you just have everything like run really smoothly once you kind of have the idea and get it set up. And then you're like, okay, now what, what next? What else can I do? Yeah. I love to create. I, in fact, I, you know, I've been part of a billion masterminds and I've had many, many friends and everyone's always like, you do, maybe it's too much, like too, because it feels like too much for other people. I think when they hear everything and, you know, even in this conversation, I have probably talked about 50, maybe 60% of what I actually do. And most people are like, that's too much. You should do less. And I realize it's just how my my system is wired. I love creating and I love to be doing things. It makes me feel so engaged in life. Yeah, no, I love that. I think I can relate sort of, I don't think I do as many things as you, but (laughs) I think I have the same similar wiring. I feel like as soon as something's like running smoothly, or even if it's not necessarily, it's just like those ideas come and it's like, but I don't want to not do this thing just because I'm already doing other things. I know. Why not? Right. And I know when you said everything runs smoothly, I was like, well, you know, most of the time that's true. (laughs) And all things have bumps, right? I just wouldn't want anyone to think like, oh, well, she has it all together. All her things always run smoothly. I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. Sometimes things are not running smoothly and it's usually okay because it's usually not all things at one time that Mm -hmm. explode, but all things at some time, there's something that goes awry and needs smoothing and care and yeah, it's to be expected. Yeah, definitely. But if you have, it sounds like you have good teams in place and good systems in place. So you can kind of probably put the time, put the time and put the effort where it's needed when something like that comes up without like letting everything else fall to the wayside or whatever. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it sounds like part of that is having like a really good support system. You've got the, the spa team. And then it sounds like your husband, I know it sounds like, it sounds like you helped him a lot in, in like his personal and professional growth, but it sounds like he was also really supportive of you. And like, has, I'm sure that having that kind of like support system has helped in terms of feeling like you can like go after all of your dreams too. I mean, I think so much. I think that that is so very true. In fact, I have a client who I was talking to just the other day and she said, how do you do everything you do? And she is a single mother of two little kids. And I was like, this, I had a different situation. Like, I just like, I never want anyone to think like 
you know, and she still achieves a lot and is incredible, but it is really different when you have different levels of support. And it is such a privilege to have that. And I'm, you know, my husband is very supportive and takes care of the kids a lot. You know, we very much split those duties and takes care of household things. And so I do think that all of those things that we don't talk about, even outside of business, like, yes, I have a great business team, but also all the household stuff. You know, if you're the only one doing all the household stuff, that is so much. And I think that recognizing what a, what a big workload that is for people. And if there isn't anyone to share it, that we have to actually consider that as part of the work, right? It is a big part of what we end up spending our time doing. And so, so you, we didn't mention that, but somewhere along that timeline of everything happening, you did have kids. Like how many kids (laughs) do you have? I did have kids. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, when I had, well, actually an interesting story (laughs) that my first kid that I had, we had, we had one spa at the time and I was really still working in the spa. In fact, I went on maternity leave from doing massage in the spa when I got pregnant with my first child and I never went back. I was like maternity leave forever. They're now (laughs) 15. So, you know, definitely it has been, um, some long maternity leave from that situation. But when we open, when I got pregnant, I realized I could not really bring my baby to work at a spa, right? Because it's not exactly conducive for relaxation to hear babies crying. But at the same time, our neighbor in that building decided to retire. She had a little antique shop and she decided to retire. And so there's a space in the same building right next to us opening up. And I said, I think we should open a cafe there and put an office in there so I can bring our baby to work. And of course my husband just gets on board with whatever I want to do, which is kind of amazing, honestly. And he was like, okay, sounds great. So we got that space. We opened a cafe two weeks before my baby was born. (gasps) Oh my God. Talk about how you had only mentioned 60% of what you you did during that first intro. Oh my gosh. But hey, I mean, on the other hand, childcare is really expensive. Like I guess if you can just rent a whole space, it's probably like, you know, not to mention like actually running another business, but it probably, I could see how that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. No one, I, I'm glad you're the first person who's ever said like, that kind of makes sense. Most people are like, you are a very strange human being. <laughs> I, I mostly just didn't want to be away from my kid. Like yeah. I knew in my life that I didn't want to sacrifice my connection to my children for my business. And so we opened a cafe, we ran it for two years. And then when we decided to open the spot in the airport, um, and we, it was actually like a really competitive experience to try to get a business in the Portland airport. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were just asking me to open one, but actually that was not the case. They were asking me to compete with other people. I was like, Oh, oh I didn't realize this was the situation. Um, but one of their, they wanted us to open it, but they really wanted my focus to really be on the spas. So they asked us to, um, sell the cafe. So we did. And so we sold the cafe and then somebody bought it and then they sold it and now somebody else bought it. So it's still in existence, which is awesome. 
Um, and you got it for, you You had it for when your kid was up to about two years old, which is probably the most like time that you want them to be as close to you as possible, right? Yeah, it worked out really well. I don't want them close to you, but it's obviously easier to do more like daycare situations or other kind of childcare situations, or maybe not be nursing as much if you were doing that once they're two. So I feel like that. Yeah. Time frame. It was really good. And then we actually found this other, like we actually just ended up building this other office in the spa that, and then soundproofing it. So they still came to work with me. <laughs> Everyone at work knew them very well. Um, but yeah, it was just a really, uh, it was a really interesting experience to grow with having children and seeing how to weave them into the timeline. Um, cause then I had my second kid after like a year after I opened the spot in Boulder. So, you know, it's just like the, the timing of everything just kind of, you know, it just works itself out. And for me, it was always just about focusing on what was the most important at any given moment. Yeah. I love that. I've talked about that a lot before too, in terms of like, especially with becoming a mom, like, I feel like that's one, obviously like one of the really big, like things that can change your plans sort of as a business owner or as any person really. Um, but like as a business owner, I feel like we talk a lot or we're, we're kind of almost taught or, or think a lot about like, longer term plans, like five-year plans or like where you're expecting your business to go in the future. And I think it's so important to keep in mind or to, to be consciously considering what you want right now. And that that might change within like, like to be thinking about that, like every like six months or so, like not like being like, here's my five-year plan and then I'm going to revisit it. But what you wanted a year ago might be totally different than what you actually want now or six months later or even three months later because things in your life change and your business and your life should always be aligned with what you actually want and what's going to make you happy right now I mean not necessarily if it's something that's like you know you're going to absolutely not want like five years down the line like I'm not saying to totally shift everything for an immediate need at this moment but the fact that you can make those little shifts or tweaks or or build your, the business, the way it makes sense for you, where you are right now in life. Like, I think sometimes people get stuck in the thought of that. They have to kind of like get through the next five years in order to get where they want to be in five years. And I just like, don't subscribe to that at all. Like, I think we should be always consciously creating our business and our life to be what's going to make us happy right now with that forward look too. But I feel like that's what you've done, which I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I feel like that's what I'm kind of getting from your story too. So yeah, I really like align with that too. Yeah. I think there's this, like, is it good for me now and later feeling of rather than just like always focusing on the later, like I'll get there eventually, I'll get there eventually. I mean, like what's good now and what's good later. Like, can we take actions that support both of those things? And, you know, I think it's interesting because so many people ask me like, was this your plan? When you were like the little like 22 year old, you were you, was this the vision? I was like, no, this wasn't well, the vision. The yeah. You, when you're 20, like that's, I think I started my business when I was 23 also. And I'm like, yeah, what I wanted and what I thought I would want in five and 10 years at 23, just is so different from what I actually wanted once I got to that stage or like even a couple of years down the line. And I think, yeah, it's important to keep that in mind. You don't know what you're going to want really right i mean who you are then is different than who you are a couple years later and that person might want and need different things 
Right. And honestly, I could say I was dreaming so small then. Yeah. I just was like, I would like, I would just like to make money doing this. I would just like to have a spa where I can do massage and make money and not have to like at the beginning of the business, I was, um, running the business and doing most of the massage and then belly dancing at night in order to make money. Mm. And I was just like, I would just like to eventually not have to have another job. Right. That was the dream. And so like my dreams were so much smaller than how things end up being, but it was just the organic, like, this is where, what I want now. And what I do now is also good for me later. As long as that is still, was still in my mind, I knew wherever I would go would work out. Yeah. I love that. And I think also, I mean, I don't know, I'm not in the wellness world, but is it, I feel like the idea of like making money in the wellness space can sometimes like people can sometimes have like a little trouble with that or feel like there's like some kind of disconnect between like but my like like charging for these services or feeling like I should make a lot of money from like helping people in these ways like I feel like a lot of times people have trouble pricing their services or just building an actual um like super profitable business in the wellness space? Have you found that at all? Or is that anything that you dealt with? Like, it sounds like you've been pretty successful in terms of building those up. And like, I don't know, I just wonder if that's something you ever dealt with or have seen. Yes, for sure. In fact, I have had so many conversations with other people in the wellness field where I feel like they have like a complete disconnect from the fact that their business should make money. Like I'm like, no, if you're running a business, it should be making you money. That's actually really important. And I remember specifically one time speaking with this woman who ran a, it was a spa and yoga studio combo. And she was getting, uh, she was working with a coach and the coach said to her, well, this isn't a business to make money. This is a lifestyle business. She was like, oh, and once once he said that, I felt so relieved that I don't need to actually focus on making money. I, this is just gets to be a nice lifestyle for me. And I was like, oh my heavens to Betsy, that is actually just not true. And also what kind of coach are you working with? I was shocked because, but I think it's so common to think like, well, you don't need to make money as long as you kind of enjoy the work that you're doing. And in fact, if you do enjoy the work you're doing, you probably shouldn't make money. And I just do not subscribe to that at all. And I feel like I give, I have given so many people in the wellness field, the permission, right? Like, it's like, Mm. no, actually you should be making money. And if you don't, then we're saying that this isn't a valuable thing, right? And I think what, what could be more valuable to us than our wellness? And so I also encourage other people who are not in the wellness field to like really support it financially to say like, no, through their own investment in themselves, which is just basically saying my health and wellness is the most important thing for me to invest in, which I think is actually really true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I also know like, it's hard to feel like, like you can spend, maybe it's because it's like spending money on yourself or something like that, or I don't know. I I know personally I have trouble spending money on it. (laughs) So I see that because it's like, this isn't like, I don't know. I don't, I guess I can't even put that into words because it sounds so silly, especially with what you just said. (laughs) Like what you just said makes so much sense. There's literally nothing more important. 
I know it's so interesting because I mean, even my husband, who is obviously in the wellness field, and so am I. And we've been talking about this for years. I think it was like four or five years ago. He was um what he was getting acupuncture from somebody who we were paying. He usually has just done a lot of trades, but he wanted to work with this guy. And so we we were paying him and you know, he charged a lot. And Peter, my husband kept being like, I don't know, I feel kind of bad spending our family's money on this. And I was like, Don't feel bad. I am so glad to pay for this. It makes me so happy to pay for something that's supporting your health. And it was, you know, it's, we really do have to remember that. And I think it's hard because we can feel guilty, especially if it's something that feels good, right? If it's like, well, I have to get a kidney surgery. We wouldn't be like, ah, dang, don't spend money on that because it doesn't feel good. Right. Or like, no, there's, this is a problem and it doesn't feel good. No one would blame you for spending money on replacing a kidney if you needed to. Right. But if it feels good, like a massage or acupuncture, or, you know, even taking time to be in a sauna, we're like, oh no, now, now this is, this is too far. Cause it feels good. Now I feel bad about spending money. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's a funny thing. And I think we just have to kind of rewire ourselves to remember that we are, we are our greatest investment. Anything that we put into making ourselves more vital, more healthy, smarter, growing, you know, our energy, right. It is all going to be what in the end has made the biggest difference because we're going to be present and awake and feeling good in our lives. Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to, I feel like we need to turn that into a quote. That is, it's so true. Like, what is the point? Like, right. Like for this is, this is your life. It kind of goes back to like, yeah, doing the things that make you feel happy. Like this is your life and you should feel as good as possible during it, like at every stage or, you know, especially once in a while, since those are things that you might do like once a month or something like, yeah, when you put it like that, it makes so much sense. And you also talk about using money as like a tool for creating the world that we want. So how does that fit into all of this? Yeah. I mean, I think that when we can recognize money as something that flows through us, it's not just something to flow to us. And I think that this is where there, I think we kind of put a halt on the abundance that we can have when we consider money, something that we just, it's just like, I just want rather than imagining ourselves as a conduit for it. Like I am a steward of money. Money comes to me and it moves through me into the world, right? It's like, you know, the water cycle, right? It's like, it goes into the clouds and then it goes into the ocean and then it goes into these things and then we drink it and then it goes back into the, right? It's this cycle. And when we think of it as something that is just something that we're going to take and we're just going to hold here for who knows what reason, where it's actually totally useless if we are just holding as much as possible. If we move that into, I'm going to flow this and I have an idea of where I want to flow it toward, right? I know for me that there are so many incredible organizations and people doing such amazing work that isn't focused on money, right? Isn't focused on making money, but they do need money in order to do the work that they're doing. They need food, they need supplies, they need advertising money. They need to get their word out. They need to be able to protect for us. They need to be able to support people. And that does require finances to do. 
There's just no way to do it without that. And so I like to think of my where I am in my position in the world, which I don't think is necessarily everyone's. And it and I, I'll explain that more in a second, but I feel like it's my position to be involved in those activities through helping finance them. And I can and I don't think that it's a more important part of the activity, but it's an important part. The people on the ground doing the work, that's important. People financing those people being able to do that work, that's important. Mm-hmm. And I want to create a world that looks a certain way. And so I get to help shape it by what I invest my money in. Now, I know going back to the, I don't think it's for everyone. I think that sometimes we can put money as like the end all be all, like that's the only tool that we have. And that's just not true. It's just a tool and it's a powerful tool, but not everybody is going to choose to wield that as their tool in life. Other people are going to use different things that they have, their time, their energy, their words to shape their world too. And it's all of us together that get to collaborate to create a world that hopefully is more just and fair and and safe and healthy as we move forward yeah oh my gosh yeah that makes a lot of sense um it's like you know you already do a lot too (laughs) so i love the idea of like you know here's you know you're not necessarily going to be the person on the grounds like running an organization or something but what you can do is help them with money and obviously some people might have less money and then they can actually like volunteer their time or something like that but that's something you can do and i love the idea of thinking about it in terms of like how can i use my money to create the things in the world or create the world that we want to be a part of i think that's really cool so i always try to ask people um what's one thing that you wish you knew more about when you first started your business Well, only one. I'm like, how about all the things? I knew nothing. (laughs) That counts. (laughs) Okay, great. I'm like all the things. Um, honestly, I, I'm really glad that I learned a lot of things the way I learned them, especially, I mean, I think that the thing that I was probably the worst at when I first started my business was managing people. I didn't really have any idea how to effectively lead a team. And, you know, I, I kind of want to be like, I wish I had known more about that, but in a way I learned so many things the hard way, but there are, there are things now I know so deeply in my being that I, I'm not, I'm grateful that I learned it the way I learned it. So I guess I don't want to take that back, but I do actually really wish I had known more about the energetics of business because I did, I understood a lot about the energetics of humans. Um, cause I had studied that a lot, even previously to open the opening the spa, but I didn't really understand a lot about the energetics of, you know, how a business can be in the greatest flow and the most impactful and, um, have the most income. I didn't understand any of that. And I feel like if I had known that sooner, um, like, I don't know what would have happened. I guess we would probably have just a lot of suffering on my part probably would have been eased. And what do you feel like, is it just like time that helped you actually like kind of learn that stuff or is there anything that you did that you feel like helped actually make that more clear to you or helped get you to like where you are now in terms of that um like that outlook um I mean part of it was 
learning, putting my attention on it. Honestly, I don't think it would have just happened over time. Cause I think if my attention had never been brought to it, I never would have engaged in the understanding of it. And so I think that it was really even just having the idea introduced to me that like, oh no, there's energetics happening here too. And they matter and they actually matter a lot. And once I, once I was I kind of introduced to the idea, then I was able to dive in with my curiosity and in meditation and to actually start to work in that way with my business and to, to test it out, right? Like what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who had been, you know, trained and, um, had done a lot of energy work, it came pretty naturally to me to understand it in this other sense. And so I was grateful for that kind of coming to be, but I think that I, I just really dedicated myself to it and, um, learned what it takes to, to be in that, um, relationship with the energy. Yeah. I want to look into that more. That's, uh, I feel like there's probably a lot of people who never even do that, right. Never even get to that, that stage of like looking into that or figuring that out or trying to yeah, trying to do those trial and error things of figuring out what what will work best in their business in that sense. Um, yeah, and I mean, that, it's a yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's definitely a big thing that I do with a lot of my clients is um, work with the energy of their business and then help them understand how to do it themselves too. And I I just see what a huge difference it makes in people's um, the, the flow of everything. Um, you know, even as thinking about my sister has a business and we were just doing this for her business. She has a hospice business and she was having a lot of challenges with the staff and getting them to stay and getting them to do what they're supposed to do and getting them to fill out their paperwork, all the things. Mm. And so I, you know, we just, it, she kept getting like having people leave and then hiring new people and having the same exact problems. And, you know, of course, you want to look at like how you're hiring, see if you're, if you're, are you hiring the same kind of people? Um, or, or is there something within like the structures, right? It could have been one of those things, but we looked at those things and everything actually seemed pretty good. And so we started looking at the energetics underneath the business to see, is there something here that isn't working? And really there was actually a really, there was a big place of stagnation just in the energy of the business flowing. And we cleared that together. And after that, she, I mean, like almost immediately the next week, she said, guess what? Like at least five people filled out their paperwork without me asking. And like, people are showing up and, you know, she hired a new person and they, they're still working there. Like things actually started to just work better with the staff. Is it perfect? No, of course people are like, people still have sovereignty and sometimes there'll still be issues, but it is, I would say 90% better than it was. And when you say you like work through, like fix the energy, essentially, like, what does that actually mean for somebody who doesn't know? Like you actually like use like Reiki or something to like actually shift the energy or is it like something like what? Yeah. Like, is it just like kind of working through like actual systems in the business to make things smoother? Like, what does that mean? I know it might be different for different situations. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes it could be working with the structures, right? And that would be where those two things would meet. Like you may find in the energy that something's wrong with the structure and then you'd work on the structure. You wouldn't just hope that it fixed itself, right? You may need to do things like that, but most of the time it is actually working. I mean, I, I love Reiki because I feel like everyone knows what it is. And so it's supportive to understand, like it is similar to that, but it is actually quite different because I mean, Reiki is like a very specific thing. And the work that I do is like going in and, you know, I can feel and see the energy and I can just see what's not working and adjust it. So I just reroute it so that it's it's like not something I could do myself for my business (laughs) because I don't see or feel that, but it's something that like you could come in and help me with to figure out for my business, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I could help you learn how to, because I think that everyone can, it's just not, not everyone has started, has practiced it. Right. So, you know, you are like, I can't see or feel the energy. And I would say yet, you know, not right now you can't, but that doesn't mean, you know, if we work together in like three months, you couldn't, you might be able to, and then you would be able to do it yourself. And that's really my goal for people. I don't want people to feel like they need me in their business to do the energy work. I want to help them to, so that they can do it as well. And some of my clients just want me to do it. They're like, I don't know. You just do it. I just, I already have a job. I just want you to do this part. And that's also fine with me. I I love doing it. So it's great, but I always want people to feel empowered that they don't, they don't need me. They can do it themselves. Wow. That's really cool. Okay. I feel like we need to do like part two of this, of this (laughs) conversation. Um, but so wait, let's go there for a second. Like how do people, and I mean, I'll ask how you can, well, okay, wait, hang on. (laughs) How do people work with you? Like, just go into that for a second, like not not telling like I'll tell you to tell people how they can actually like find you if they want to work with you in a minute but what does that actually look like because I feel like now people are going to want to reach out to you and ask you to do that so like what does that look like in terms of how people can work with you like on that that's like more of like the programs and coaching side it sounds like obviously like out like separate from like the spas and stuff that we talked about too how what does that look like if somebody's like I want you to come into my business and help me figure it out Yeah. So I actually work with people one-on-one and so I meet with them and we actually get to talk in all sorts of ways. So I help with all, all the things, like if there's strategy things that need to be addressed as well, or structural things that need to be addressed. So usually when I'm working one-on-one with somebody, I get to get all the way in. So, you know, they're sharing with me, their emotions, things are wrong with the structure, things that are going right. And we get to celebrate together. And then I also work on the energetics of their business and also themselves, because we are really linked a lot of the time. We a lot of the time have a big impact. How our energy is can impact the the business a lot and how the business's energy is can impact our energy a lot. And so I don't really separate like, oh, for you, I'll just do business energy work. I always do both for people um, because because it's necessary. Otherwise it's kind of like, fixing one just to have the other one pull it out of alignment again. So we want to work on them at the same time. And so I work with people. Usually I do that in a one-on-one space. And then I also have a mastermind that I work with people in and that that 
mostly work on their business in more structural and energetic ways, but them doing the energy work. And then they get some sessions with me where if that's what they want me to do, I do that for them as well. Okay. Wow. Amazing. And I got to ask, do you still sell the, um, the like goal setting planner too? We do. Yeah. Every year. So every year we print a bunch of them and sell them. It's super fun. It's called the dream book. And, um, it is, I actually, people often are like, how do you get everything done? I'm like, I literally am selling you the thing that's telling you everything that I do. I'm not lying. This is what I do. This exact process. Like, if you want to know, buy the book and, <laughs> and you can do it too. Like, no, if you want to do it, do it. It's so it's actually a really, it's a great process and it really helps us stop separating our dreams from what we're doing in the day-to-day, which I think is one of the biggest problems. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to find links. I feel like we all need all these, all this stuff going into 2023. <laughs> um, I think this episode's going to go live sometime in January. So we're still close enough guys. Everyone can buy the book. Well, hopefully if it's still around, um, did you say, do you only sell them around the end of the year, or the beginning of the year? Is that what you meant by every year? Yeah. So we always have kind of a season that we sell them and we sell them at, you know, at the end of the year and into, you know, into the next year until they're sold out. Hopefully we can link to it and people can buy one if they want after listening to this. Um, Tell us what's one in the like main main piece of advice or thing that you think that you'd want to impart to other entrepreneurs, business owners listening to this. Mm. It's so funny because I feel like I get asked this on podcasts sometimes and my answer is always different. And so I'm like, if people listen to me in different places, they're probably like, why do you always say something different? It's just whatever is things on your mind, like depending on where, when you, when you're talking about it, right? Exactly. I'm like, it's always going to be different, but you know, I think that to really honor the, the whole of our businesses and to connect more deeply with the, what I would call like the soul of our business and to let that be a relationship that you have that actually serves you and moves you forward, I think helps us feel more sustained in what we're doing and also more aligned. And I think it's so easy to get out of alignment with why we are doing what we're doing, because there's so much noise on the internet, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many like shiny things and ways to do things. And, you know, people saying like, you should do this and you'll get 20 new clients in five seconds or, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so it can, I think that when we feel like we really want to grow something, it can sometimes pull us out of alignment. And so I think just come, keep coming back to your, the connection that you have with why, why am I doing this? What is this for? Like, am I still in alignment here? And I think that we can tend to do that maybe once every year, maybe even every quarter would be like, I think some people are doing that, but I actually think every day, right? To wake up and say, am I in alignment? Is is what I'm doing in alignment with why I'm doing this in the first place? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Okay. Awesome. Well, tell people where they can find you if they want to connect with you after this. Um, yeah. How can they find you online, I guess, and anything else that you want to <laughs> tell us? Yeah. So I love connecting with people on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, come uh, connect with me there. I'm at Brianna Borton there. And if you do, I would love for you to just say hi in my DMs. I just like to know, you know, rather than just like 
following me, say hi. So we can get to know each other and actually have a real human connection. And then if you want to find out everything I do, you can go to briannaborton.com. And if you want to learn about the dragon tree, you can go to the dragon tree.com. So, but you can also find those things on my Instagram. So um, if you just want to follow me on Instagram, pretty much you'll get to learn most things about me. Love it. Yes. Everybody encouraged to go connect. Like let's actually connect with people. Let's actually start a conversation or at least just say, Hey, love to hear you talk (laughs) on the podcast. Like whatever that is, just say something. Right. I feel like that's, I love that. I feel like people just go follow and like maybe like, like anonymously like stuff and like, just, Hey, just say, Hey, Yeah. I think sometimes people are afraid because they're like, well, if I tell you I'm following you, then are you going to try to sell me things? I'm like, Mm. no, I'm not going to try to sell you things. I just (laughs) want to, I mean, I will sell you things. If you want to buy things, I will give you things to buy, but I'm not going to ask you to buy things from me. Um, if you don't want to, I just want to know that you're there so that, you know, because you're a human and you matter too. I, that feeling to me feels so much better to know who I'm in connection with. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. We really will have to have you come back on. I feel like there's so much more we can talk about, but thank you so much for coming on today and for having this conversation with me. I think that it's, it was really, really nice to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. It was really wonderful to get to know you and have this conversation. And I look forward to coming back someday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.